You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hey folks, it's Monty Khan, your host of Domain Masters. Thanks for joining in. Sorry that we're running a little bit late. I've been buried in uh, 40,000 domain submissions for our upcoming Traffic West auction that's uh, happening on March the 7th. So I've been super swamped. So uh, going through names and names and names, we finally got our list down uh, to almost 3,000 names and about uh, 285 names that are going to be going for the live auction. The live auction is going to be broadcasted live right here on webmasterradio.fm at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time uh, on the 7th of March. So stay tuned. I have uh, two great guests tonight. Uh, one is a domainer, uh, Jeremy Powdauer. Um, he has a lot of great uh, .mobi names and has been successful uh, buying and selling domain names. He's going to be my second guest. My first guest uh, is Bob Rains, and uh, Bob is uh, in charge uh, of and director of online marketing for CIDC, uh, which is basically um, in control of all the online marketing, including website design, content management, search engine optimization, and so on. And uh, current uh, big client is Everest Poker. So we're going to talk about the online gaming industry a bit and also some great SEO optimization for domainers, other things you can do to optimize your website, and we'll be on with Bob as well. We're going to take a couple commercial breaks and be on with uh, Bob Rains and Jeremy Padauer. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search, as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is... Well, ingenious. Ingenio Papercall delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays for new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash webradio. That's Ingenio.com slash webradio. Ingenio. Simply ingenious. 
Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes. (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hey, folks. Welcome back to the show. And uh, in a short break, uh, as I stated, my first guest, Bob Rains, is uh, in charge of and the director of online marketing for CIDC. He he was recruited to assume ownership of all online marketing, including website design, content management, search engine optimization, and advertising. Challenged to raise the search engine visibility uh, they deliver, um, increased organic search traffic to a variety of clients across uh, across 16 European and Asian and Western markets. Um, His main client, I guess, is Everest Poker. He's also worked with Puma and several others. Brian, uh, welcome, or Bob, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the main man. So, uh, Bob, give us a little bit of an idea of uh, when you got started in the business and uh, when you got onto the Internet uh, first. Okay. Um, well, I've been involved in the Internet for a long time. Straight out of college, uh, me and some buddies opened a website development shop above an Internet coffee shop in St. Louis, Missouri, so that's been forever ago now. Yeah. Uh, back early 90s. And then I uh, went to work with uh, a few different ad- advertising agencies in St. Louis and, and worked more on the branding side and um, about six years ago, I was recruited as the director of marketing for a little company called Carmeloop.com, which was an online clothing store, and that threw me right back into online marketing. And by that time, SEO had come around, which I really, you know, back when I first did websites, it was all about meta tags. So that's about all I understood about SEO when I took over director of marketing at Carmeloop. Right, right. So um, you also have some, uh, I guess, some um, have been famous for some, you know, work on some of the other larger clients. So Puma, um, who's now making a big comeback in the uh, in the shoe and clothing market, well, what kind of work did you do for them? My position with it was brand advocate, which basically was the eyes and ears for Puma in the market in North America. So basically, just kind of always keeping an eye on trends, helping find. Um, little-known celebrities, up-and-coming artists, and so on, and and placing the Puma brand on their feet and just integrating the Puma brand into cool things going on. Now, um, so were you partly responsible for this big resurgence in their their great success on marketing? Yeah, I think the the overall team that I was with was definitely. I mean, they they all but vanished, especially from the U.S. market, uh, towards the end of the 70s, and then back in 97, uh, Puma North American came back into business, and I would say probably you know around 2000 they started showing back up, and and really you know 2002 2003 just kind of 
took back over. Right, right. Or at least got got Puma back on the you know in, into people's consciousness in America. Yeah, because they've uh, they've really made a great comeback. Now you're not cool if you don't have Pumas. I remember I had a pair of two Puma tennis shoes. Uh, you know the big uh, furry uh, uh, suede leather tennis shoe when I was in seventh grade, and I just could not be cool unless I had a pair of those shoes. And then they kind of died out. Now they're the coolest things since sliced bread. They make all kinds of wild shoes and good clothes and. People were wearing them all over the place, and uh, my wife got made me get a, a cool pair of uh, Puma, Puma kind of sneakers-type shoes the, uh, about a month and a half ago, and I love them. Nice. Yeah, I actually uh, just recently hooked Rand Fishkin up with a nice supply of some fresh Pumas from some friends still at Puma. Oh, great. That's great. So yeah. tell us a little bit about some of your current projects, uh, one of which I guess is Everest, which is one of the largest uh, online poker uh, affiliate programs. Yeah, yeah, uh, large affiliate program, and uh, as far as, like, player volume they're in the top five in the world pretty much now um when i started with cidc they they're actually the software development company that built the software for everest they don't own everest um but they had they, they had built the software and pretty much they built uh gaming and social networking and a, and a variety of other platform softwares and their clients, some of their gaming clients in Asia, were coming back to them and saying, we're having a tough time marketing this on our own, uh, especially with the translation bandwidth. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people have traditionally used uh, Babelfish-like software and some of the software packages that are out there right. to translate. And for a user experience online, it doesn't always convert very well because it, just like any site that you've seen, that you can tell has been, you know, translated or converted into English, uh, a lot of times it just doesn't make sense. So right. um, one of the things that the people here at CDC decided to do was to try to, you know, go ahead and, and take over the websites for some of our clients and uh, optimize in these other languages with native speakers. And then they brought me in to kind of do SEO and also just kind of build their brands for them. Before this, they were just kind of, you know, uh, we've got you can you know you can play games here, you can play for money here, um, and that was about it as far as a branding message. You know, here's your software, go crazy. Right, right. Um, so, so how have the challenges with what's happened with the United States, um, you know, ban on online gaming affected your business uh, or the business for uh, Everest, just as an example? Well, well, fortunately, uh, fortunately for for us, many of our clients um, decided early on that the the U.S. marketplace was just c too competitive for them because they're mostly Asian and European. Um, so they kind of, in most cases, like Everest Poker never really accepted U.S. play, as far as I know. Oh, really? So, uh, so in a way, it, the the U.S. ban was terrific for <laughs> for us because they weren't really accepting U.S. play at the time. So um, we were already kind of in the catbird seat in Europe. So whenever, you know, the, the people at, like, Poker Stars, Party Poker, and so on, all of a sudden found themselves without the U.S., um, we were already pretty prevalent in Europe. Probably the, so, the big... Oh, oh go, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. Probably the, the, the biggest uh, challenge that it creates is that now you have all of these markets where it was pretty easy to optimize the site and have it rank well, and then now you have... You know some of the strongest uh, SEOs in the world competing for your spaces. So, um, so, so, it's always been an international type business, which is which is good. So it hasn't been affected uh, uh, dramatically by lack of U.S. players. So I guess going back to some of the SEO challenges, 
getting into different languages in SEO, how does that all work for you, and how do you best optimize a site that um, has to translate into different languages and serve a global market? Yeah, the real trick has been kind of um, constant observance to each document, you know, each 350 words, each page. And, you know, so we use native translators, and they're basically guided with the, the thought, like, make sure that this makes the most sense. You know, look for the best usability for a user experience. And then when you come in and try to do SEO, of course, it's, you, you know, you're looking at a totally different reason for content. It's like, hey, I've got 350 words. How many times can I get poker to show up in here? Right, right. Um, so for translation, I think one of the, the, the things that's made this most successful is just working individually with the translators, just talking them through it, um, identifying the right keyword list. I mean, in the U.S., it's really easy to take a look at keyword value volume and, and get an idea like oh, this is our this is the money list but in other countries it's a lot more difficult and then also making sure that those terms show up um, in the content once you've done it especially like Asian character sets where you could have you know a word or a two-word phrase expand into you know 15 20 words right depending right. on how you use it so what are some of the other SEO optimization challenges in the gaming arena and you know knowing that uh... Um, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, uh, an arena where people are playing from all over the world, and it's, uh, it's going crazy. I don't know if you're running into, um, you know, getting blocked by certain engines. What, what are some of the, the, the uh, optimization challenges? Um, so some of the, you know, one of the biggest challenges, honestly, has been trying to stay white hat and, and look for long haul. You know, look for the. Um, Look for long, long timers. I mean, what what you see a lot in the gaming industry is a lot of black hat, a lot of people burning URLs like crazy, uh-huh. um, and and trying to optimize a site that could compete with that kind of thing, but then at the same time not be black hat. Uh, and because you know, obviously, for the the core brands uh, to be banned would be a completely different thing than to have you know some random URL that you've created. Right. So so your biggest challenge is trying to compete with black hat techniques and stuff which are which are obviously get you ranked up there quickly and fast and then when the when the URL burns out because it's black, you know, blacklisted or whatever, then they move on to a different URL and do the same thing, correct? Right, right. And so for you know when they first brought me this challenge, you know, and, and as an SEO, it's like to to try to rank for, you know, keywords like poker and casino in, you know, 16 20 languages as an SEO, I just had to take that challenge, and one of my first <laughs> first thoughts was, okay, let's you know, let's cloak, let's go black, let's do something, you know, let's let's find the dirtiest tricks out there and do it and take over. But it only took a short time to realize that it, that, that that wouldn't work for a brand's longevity, and we owe it to our clients to make sure that 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 we're actually helping them build their brand. Right, because it is long term. Yeah. So, um, what about keyword density? Because uh, I know it varies by industry. What kind of keyword density you should be aiming for from an SEO standpoint? Well, how does that work for the gaming industry? Yeah, it, it's that's one of the things you know. Um, it, it, actually, Bruce Clay. I, I had this conversation with him at Webmaster World Vegas, not this year, but last year. And 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 really, you know, each industry dictates what the proper keyword density is. And then, so for the gaming industry, it's obviously going to be higher. You know, we're we're easily you know. You, you can see sites that are in the ten, twelve percent, which, for you know, for something like uh, 
online printing or something like that, that would just be considered keyword stuffing. You could potentially, you know, you could potentially get in some trouble for that. But for this industry, it seems to be more commonplace. And then, of course, by each market, it changes a little bit based on the competitiveness and the SEO savvy of that of that language. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so the combination of um, getting and buying keywords, and then what are some of the things that you have to do differently on a natural basis, if any? Um, on a natural basis, one of the things that I that I least expected was. Um, you know, to get localized to make sure that, and keep in mind, we don't do, you know, like I don't do anything with the affiliate programs or anything for for our brands. I'm just optimizing their website, so it's kind of separate. So then you're always kind of having to monitor the linking structure and what's going on with the affiliates and the, and the great partners that Everest has established, because you, you never know what they're doing. So there's always kind of like this interesting link structure investigation. You always have to be monitoring, seeing, you know, how many links does this guy have that he's pointing towards us? What are these links? Where do they go? As um, Google gets more involved, Google specifically gets more involved in Europe, you, you see them, you know, you see them really stepping up their spam prevention game, and so in this in that industry, you really have to monitor what's going on behind the scenes of the site at all times. What um, what kind of trends um, and developments are in the industry currently? Uh, I th- I think I think we'll see in in 2007 and 2008 a, a lot of people going multiplayer across multiple platforms. You know. I think one of the things that has been instrumental to the success of of the of poker online has been the multiplayer experience. And then, you know, when you think of online gaming prior to uh, you know, 2005 or 2004, you really think more of casino. And um, in most casino games, it's not very multiplayer platform. It's usually, you know, you are sitting at a blackjack table by yourself or right. you're at a slot machine. I think we'll see a lot of people doing multiplayer stuff, which I think should be really interesting. Which you know, uh, the SEO corollary would be you know it's, it, they're go, they're going more uh, for like social media within the game, having more of that social network aspect to it. Now, what kind of um, what kind of domain strategies do you use for your clients in general uh, that really boosts and helps SEO? And let's get into some detail because there's a lot of domainers that listen and. Uh, um, how can one increase their rankings, their search engine position, their strength on the Internet by uh, having a domain strategy? Um, well, well, one of the things that, that, that I felt was really important for the Everest brand was, was really expanding their overall domain list. Uh, to protect, if, the, if, they were, if you're going to build a brand, you need to make sure that you can own that brand online. And it's interesting. I think you and I chatted just a little bit about this at the um, party at the Hugh Hefner suite, the Yahoo party at Webmaster World this last year out on the, on the patio. Yes, yes. Uh, one of the major errors that, uh, that I see made all the time, and this is from, you know, from partners and brands, is, is you know, building a great site not thinking about the you know, hyphenated keyword varieties, the other countries, about you know, the future of this brand that they're building. Because I think, I think in a lot of cases, I've heard horror stories of people forgetting about one country brand and then having to go out and spend two, three hundred thousand dollars to get that URL off somebody else that's building it. It's right. always amazed me. And I think in a lot of cases, people just think, well, if we can, you know, I don't want to try to battle with these people. I think I can, um, 
just pay them off. And I think, you know, when you think of the cost of URLs and, and bulk, it just doesn't make any kind of sense not to expand, <laughs> expand your URL list dramatically at the start. So, so get specific though. What, what um, besides that? I mean, what um, should you be covering yourself in every extension? How are you? How, how are you using the domain names to really increase the, you know, the SEO position on you know on Google and on Yahoo? And how does it vary? Uh, unfortunately, for, for for the Everest brands, a lot of what we've done hasn't been so much trying to expand the position by using the domain names as much as just you know doing standard redirects. And protecting the brand. Um, one of the best methods for using multiple URLs, I think, in the gaming industry, is providing different kinds of content. And and um, like a perfect example is that you everyone sees there's .net on almost every gaming site. Right. And you know traditionally this is for us. You know. In the U.S., people used it for, well, we want to do advertising on television, but the stipulations say we can't, so we'll do the .NET and we'll build a learning site. And in Europe, you see this a lot. But what you don't see is anybody really, like, expanding .NET, expanding .TV, and really building more and more content um, that can be specialized and optimized for a different segment of an industry. Uh, using poker as a reference, you know, uh, setting up affiliate programs with uh, chipset providers, uh, doing your, your own kind of uh, cafe press stores. There are a lot of things you could do that, that can support maybe an affiliate program that you're working on by d- delivering traffic from that to you know, a gaming provider. But then at the same time, you could be uh, gleaning revenue from a store perspective and just, you know, and, and just really t- making the most out of Various affiliate programs and the traffic that you can get by ranking well. Right, right. Um, for a novice uh, person just getting up on the web, and also for the ones that are the most advanced, from all your experience, all your you know knowledge of the SEO industry, what are two or three or four things that people don't generally know about that can really help them advance their business? Um, from an SEO standpoint or from any standpoint that you've learned from working with some of these large organizations, some online uh, you know, gaming industry players, and just in general from all the, the people that you've worked with? I, th- I think one of the, big, the biggest things that I see is uh, poor bot obedience, poor site structure, people out there that just don't take advantage of site maps and don't build a site that's easily spiderable. I mean, it's amazing how many sites... You know, you can find, especially big brand sites that you can find that have tremendous content. They should be the go-to guy in that industry, but there's just no way that uh, a spider can make it through their content, and and they can't, and they just can't be indexed w- worth anything. Um, so, I, so you just just diving into that a little bit, what are some of the things that you that are must-haves? Yeah, like like perfect example for you know, like in the sneaker industry. I mean, you see so much so much flash. And there are so many great ways that you can build a mirror site. You can 301, um, you can disallow your core Flash site and build a content version that links back to it. Um, now, Flash is okay, right? Because um, Bruce Clay was, um, I had him on the show, I guess it was several, a few months ago, and he built his entire um, website in Flash, apparently, and says you can do it and rank well with it and uh the new technology allows that to happen. Is that correct? 
Well, I, I think that as, as long as you are using your tags properly and that the content exists other than inside a graphic, uh, as far as I understand, the uh, Googlebot still can't read any flattened graphic text uh, that hasn't been tagged properly. Right. I don't want to contradict Bruce Clay. I mean, he's Bruce Clay. Right, right. But, uh, <laughs> he's SEO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but as far as as far as I can tell, you still don't see a lot of sites that are all flash heavy that haven't been uh, tagged properly, ranking very well. Um, I think it's just the the nature of how how flash is built. Right, right. Okay, so um, now you mentioned you talked about sitemaps just a little bit as well. Um, so everybody should have a sitemap and have it accurately dictate what's going on on the website because that, uh, that that gives these spiders direction on where to go. Correct. Right, and, and you know, it's like uh, sitemaps.org, for example. I mean, how often do you see so many search engines cooperating together on one project? I mean, it has to have tremendous importance for them to do that. I mean, they, you know, uh, I think it's part of the competition between search engines also. They want to provide the best results, and a uniform sitemap is one of the key ways to do it. Make sure, you know, you're really making all of your content available to them. You know, going back to the days when meta tags were a big deal. Why were meta tags a big deal? Because uh, you you needed to be able to instruct the bot where to go and where your content was, and give them some clues as to what that is. The same things with sitemaps today. Right. Okay. And what else besides sitemaps and uh, and the basics? Um, refresh content. I think a lot of times you see uh, big brands look at their website like a like a print ad as this thing. Oh, we need to build this site. Um, and, and sure, they'll have like a current events area and maybe a PR area and a current offerings area, but a lot of the core site stays pretty uh, stale for a number of years. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things that, that uh, bigger brands often miss out on is just adding fresh content as often as possible, just, just keeping it fresh. Great. Um, anything else you can give in terms of... Um... Um, just some tips that maybe people don't know about, uh, SEO related or not. Um, well, I'll try to throw. Um, I'll try to throw, throw some tips. Uh, give, I guess give me more some, towards some the really gaming. good. Give me some SEO secrets that some no one SEO. would know about. Uh, yeah, you might. I think you might have to come to a casino affiliate convention in Amsterdam to get the really good ones. <laughs> well, give us give us some second good ones then that no one's uh, hearing about. <laughs> you know, it, it's not as much SEO. It's it's as much SEO as it is usability. Uh, using native speakers to translate your content is worth every nickel in the world. I mean, oh, so that's a good point. So instead of trying to use translation software, get somebody who's really a a speaker of the language because yeah, it, I, it comes out differently. Yeah, it's it's the same thing that happens. You know, whenever whenever you receive an email that you can tell has been. Uh, translated by a software or a tool rather than an individual that's uh, that's fluently speaking. It, it just and and I think this, uh, the, why this matters is is when it comes to conversion. You know, you finally got them to your site. Uh, you you've ranked well. You have your keyword density right. Your link structure is great. You have great links. You rank well. They click on you and they come to their site and it just doesn't feel um, convincing enough that they'll put a credit card down, and then you don't get the conversion. I think if you took site if you took a you know site A and site B and site A was native speaker and site B was translated with a tool, you'll find that site A converts better every time. Okay, great. Well, uh, Bob, that was great to have you on online on uh, Domain Masters, and I'm sure that people picked up uh, some really good points um, from you. And um, 
everyone who's interested, uh, the, one of the large, largest uh, gaming affiliate um, gatherings is going to be in Amsterdam um, at the uh, CAC, uh, which is the Casino Affiliate Conference in Amsterdam. I believe that runs the second through the third through fifth, fifth? Third, second or third through fifth of May. Through fifth of May, um, I'm speaking on domains there, and uh, Bob, I assume you're speaking on uh, some SEO stuff there as well, right? Yeah, we've got a great panel set up with myself and uh, Media Donis from Germany, who's a really great black hat guy, and basically we're going to talk about black hat and white hat SEO techniques and why each one works and what the similarities and differences are. Should be pretty interesting from an SEO perspective. All right, great. Well, uh, I'll definitely see you in Amsterdam. I'm heading out for AOE Telemedia Conference the weekend uh, or the week before, so I'm going to be out there for about 10 days, and uh, we're going to be at both conferences. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Bob, we're going to have a silent domain auction at CAC for uh, gaming industry names. So there will be a lot of poker and a lot of uh, gaming names that will be there, and uh, all the attendees will be allowed to uh, participate in the auction in both selling and buying domain names. Sounds great. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Well, thanks a lot for being on Domain Masters, and we look forward to talking to you again, and I'll see you in uh, May. Sounds good. Okay, Bob. Take care. Take care, Monty. Bye. All right, special thanks to uh, to Bob Rains, who's uh, an SEO guru, works with Everest Poker, uh, helped Puma get famous again on, uh, on the U.S. market, and um, uh, a lot of good content there. We're going to take a commercial break and then come back on with our second guest, which is uh, Jeremy Pettauer. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be on in a couple minutes. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com. More than a name. Hey, all you affiliates out there, this one's for you. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. You hear that sound? That's the sound of your cat starving to death because you didn't produce enough volume. So you want to know how? Do you? XY7.com. XY7.com is the only way for you to convert your clicks into cash. So let's get it together, girls. XY7.com. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. Have you heard that content is king? Yeah. What's that mean? I don't even have a clue. Hmm. Wonder if that's important. Important? Search engine optimized web content is essential. Essential for maximizing page rank. Essential for increasing sales. GetWebContent.com is the internet's foremost provider of custom written search engine optimized copy. GetWebContent.com is easy to access and ultra cost effective. Right now, copy is indeed king. And GetWebContent.com is the king of copy. Check it out today. 
Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. You hear that sound? That's the sound of your cat starving to death because you didn't produce enough volume. So you want to know how? Do you? XY7.com. XY7.com is the only way for you to convert your clicks into cash. So let's get it together, girls. XY7.com. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. Searching for the tools and tricks to rank your websites even higher. Well, there's no need to go through a back door when you can climb up on the roof. Up on the roof. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Webmasters on the Roof. Direct from Deutschland. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Join the media Donis along with his partner in crime Friday night as they put on their black hats to teach you their SEO secrets. Webmasters on the Roof. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. .fm. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. WebmasterRadio.fm Clothing is optional. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Domain Masters. You're still master your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hey folks, welcome back to Domain Masters. Uh, And thanks again to uh, Bob Rains from uh, CIDC for uh, being my first guest. My second guest uh, is uh, Jeremy Padawire. uh, And he is also, uh, or he's a moniker customer who has lots of domain names. Um, Jeremy was born in 1973 and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. He went to school, University of Texas in Austin, then went to law school in Tennessee. Um, I won't hold that against him because I'm a Kentucky Wildcat. Um, <laughs> during law school and business school, I guess he started uh, in, on uh, online business that uh, specialized in creating collector-oriented websites and benefiting from paid click-throughs. And so from there, I guess he got a lot of experience, started registering a bunch of domain names, and uh, he ended up working at, at Mattel in graduate school, and he's got a bunch of domain names now and been very successful on the web and actually has some uh, great .mobi names. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to Domain Masters. Thank you very much, Monty. It's so great to speak with you. Yeah, it's nice to have you on board. So give us, uh, besides my abbreviated version, give us, uh, give us a little bit of uh, history about how you really got started on the Internet and um, specifically in the domain name market and uh, you know, some of the opportunities you saw. 
Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I took the uh, the nonlinear path uh, to uh, to this business because it was always sort of a uh, it was always sort of the uh, the second thing on my list, but it ended up being the most profitable thing. Um, in the uh, in the mid nineteen nineties, uh, I graduated from the University of Texas and I, I jumped into a JDMD, JDM uh, BA program. Uh, truly. Um, one of those kids that that got out of school and didn't know what to do with my life, so that's that's the reason why I, I did both. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have much of a plan in terms of paying for it, um, so I took out a lot of loans, and uh, so here I am in uh, mid 1996, staring at a lot of loans and trying to figure out how to come up with a hobby that might uh, generate some revenue. Um, around that time, I was uh, watching television one day, as uh, college students and graduate school students tend to do a lot of. And uh, I saw where this lady had been creating a collectible website and actually achieving some level of traffic and uh, creating a community and, and basically with that community achieving pay-per-click. Um, and at the time, you know, I mean, it was so early that uh, the pay-per-click came through direct relationships with, uh, with, with larger entities. And so I decided that what I would do is I would uh, take advantage of Yahoo's alphabetical search engine and come up with a bunch of uh, of uh, collectible websites with the first name Absolute. So I had, uh, at the time, AbsoluteBeanies.com, which, by the way, if you go to now, who knows what's there, uh, as well as a whole bunch of collectible sites where you could uh, basically uh, buy and sell uh, on, on a real simplistic template that I had set up, uh, almost like a, uh, a uh, guest book, and... Uh, and got a tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, uh, amount of traffic and ended up monetizing that. Um, about that time, I realized that, you know, there's got to be something to uh, the idea of generating traffic through domain names. And uh, I bought uh, about 60 generic names. And uh, I, I actually um, was uh, saying to, uh, to uh, Jeannie yesterday, uh, one, one of the people on your staff, that uh, I, was one of the, I was one of the folks that was early in on the game but I never really monetized from a uh, from a uh, uh, click-through generation uh, generating revenue perspective. I, I just sold my name. So of the 60 names that I purchased in the mid-90s, I ended up selling them all by 2001 uh, and completely getting out. Um, wow. And, so you know, so probably, uh, what kind of, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of uh, revenue was generated from the sale of all those domain names in total? Oh, it was great. I mean, really close to a million dollars. I mean, the number one name was Act.com, which uh, all by itself sold for 500000 And, uh, you know, uh, Lou Richards uh, was my uh, partner on that name. And, uh, yeah, it was just a great sale, especially for someone who was still trying to figure out, you know, in terms of loans and everything else. So, I mean, it was a dream for me. Um, so, you know, basically uh, some of the other names that I sold were like Arrange.com, Alleged.com, Marshmallows.com, a, a whole bunch of names like that. I mean, really generic names, one-worders that today would sell for probably ten times what I got for them in 1999-2000. Right. So, right. Well, well, one would say that was kind of the height of the market of the first uh, go-around of the market, and, and now we're in the... Now we're on a, a gradual climb into something that may not ever end in, uh, in terms of right. appreciation. I mean, I'm sure we'll have some... Some uh, market setbacks, but um, um, overall, uh, I've, I'm seeing all indications that everything's still moving forward in a positive direction. Well, the good thing now is that uh, the valuation is truly based upon fundamentals that you can touch and feel. Um, whereas at the time, I think people were still buying uh, names um, really just for either the branding opportunity 
um, or uh, a few very, very intelligent people at the time were buying, understanding that they could uh, get a tremendous ROI uh, by buying generic terms. But, but really, I mean, you know, even as you got into early 2000, the idea of generating money in most categories of business would have been very difficult for people to conceive of. I mean, gambling and, and some of the adult channels were, were obviously generating money, but uh, I didn't tend to participate in that area too much. Um, okay, so, 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 so yeah. you, you actually, after this initial sale of your entire inventory, then took a little yeah. bit of a hiatus uh, um, out Six of the trade market. And so <laughs> tell us about that a little bit. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I was, I was, I'd gotten very good at uh, going to school and then coming home and working um, in, uh, in my underwear at 12 o'clock at night, going through a dictionary and looking for names and selling them. So I, I knew that I knew how to do that. But uh, I wasn't so sure that uh, I had put my you know, $200,000 of out-of-pocket expenses for academics um, to, uh, to, to, to the test. And so my goal was to, to get into something that was a little bit more tangible. And so I got into a traditional consumer packaged goods after, uh, after grad school. And I worked for Mattel for about three years, where I was a brand manager on Hot Wheels and Masters of the Universe and a lot of entertainment brands. Now, that's, uh, Mattel last, was out of, yep. uh, Mattel's out of Cincinnati, right? Mattel's in, uh, is in Los Angeles. It's actually in El Segundo. Um, and, uh, and then um, basically directly uh, after my stint at Mattel, I was brought over to an, another company that's uh, publicly traded. It's the third largest uh, toy company called Jack Specific. And, and here I head up all of the... Uh, the boys' entertainment division. So anything that has to do with movies or TV, um, I you know manufacture, produce, market the toys, and do the deals with the licensors. And so it's an interesting having the domain name background has given me a very interesting perspective on promotional marketing. That um, I think that a lot of my colleagues may start may now are, are barely starting to understand. But um, but yeah, it was a great it was a great uh, a great run, and so now I'm still involved in the toy industry. I'm still at Jacks. I'm still heading up the the entertainment brands here, including uh, WWE and Pokemon and all these other kids brands that, that kids and some collectors know about. Um, but also uh, in mid 2006, I heard about Dot Moby, and uh, that very much stimulated my interest. Cool. So, so you're still having fun in the toy industry, and um, and then you re- started reinvesting back in the domain name. So, tell us about the new resurgence and what you see in the market today that varies from what you saw in 2000 and 1999. Well, you know, um, in in 1990, I mean, really, I mean, it's as far back as 97, 96, um, the the market was, you know, there there were folks in the market who understood that that generic domain names held a valuation. They understood that, that they were generating traffic and that that traffic, whether it could be converted into revenue immediately or could be commit, converted into revenue later, um, they knew that that had value. Uh, when I left the domain name industry in 2000, late 2000, early 2001, my perspective was that uh, basically, that you know, I thought, A, that, you know, who knows what was going to happen to the whole uh, domain name world in general. And, uh, and I wish I didn't have that perspective at the time because I was sincerely uh, incorrect at thinking that something might occur to shift the web. But B, if I promised myself if there was ever a mobile naming registry, um, I would jump in. I'd jump back in. And so when I heard that uh, there was a domain name extension that was positioning itself as a mobile registry, um, I thought it would be very important for me to jump in and play uh, immediately. And that's what I did. So in about July, I, uh, I, I guess I put around you know, $30,000 into pre-registrations 
Um, and uh, I think I pre-registered, you know, probably close to, I don't know, eight, 900 names, uh, maybe a little less, seven, 800 names. And I ended up getting about 100 of those. And then as soon as people had Moby names, I, I went to work on the secondary market and bought up another 100. And so my total expenditure was in the, you know, 125 to 150 range. And uh, since, I've sold 12, 13 names, and I'm very close to break even. So it's been, a, I mean, the ROI on this investment has been tremendous. And now I'm sitting on 185 generic names that, you know, may or may not be worth, uh, you know, some sin- sincere uh, money one day. But we'll see. Right, right. Well, that's uh, at least you're, you see the market. And if anything, um, you know, if your first uh, trial into the market proved anything, it proved that you had some foresight and some insight on what was going to happen and some uh, – some, uh, um, you know, uh, some confidence that the market was going to return something back to you, and look what it did. So I, too, am a believer in the .mobi market a, a, a bit, and I think it uh, has a great application uh, and a great, uh, uh, you know, it's a great new extension which has its own application, its own right. um, kind of backbone that makes it unique and different. So what, um, yep. what's, what's like your top name, in your, in your opinion, that you have currently? Well, some of the some of the top names um, are, uh, say, vehicle vehicles dot moby, condominiums dot moby, um, vet dot moby, phd dot moby, law school, med school. I mean, I, there's there's quite a few backgammon. I could uh, smartphones. Um, I could go down a, a list, and I think that uh, one sounds better than the next to me. But um, you know, again, my take on moby is that dot com has come to a point where it's it's relatively easy to gauge the valuation because you can look at the pay per click, you can project that a trend within an industry might actually give you a, a higher uh, uh, yearly multiple than another industry that might be dying. I mean you you can do the analysis to to make a dot com name make sense if you're look, using it to create long term value. For me, with Moby, uh, my my gut estimate is, and this is just coming from now being in, involved with uh, consumer packaged goods for seven or eight years, plus having had the, the domain name experience, is that consumers tend to behave how they're directed to behave. And, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that they don't have a mind on their own because they absolutely do, and certainly with the communities that have been established online, uh, even more than ever. But there's never really been. Um, a precedent set for how to surf the mobile web. Just like in the mid-90s, there was really not much of a precedence on what to do on the, uh, on the wired web. And uh, I think it's very interesting. It's a very interesting time, and, and I think that a sociologist right now could write an entire you know, doctoral thesis on you know, how people are going to behave with the mobile web and, and how might someone who positions themselves as a, an important player within that industry uh, how they might actually uh, become what they say they're positioned to be. Um, so it, it'll be very clear. I think over the next couple of years, we're going to see uh, some, some interesting mo- movement in, in mobile. And uh, Moby could very well be at the heart of it. And uh, it, just, it, it just is a my-guessing game right now. Now, you, you have, uh, have you bought any dot-coms? Are you totally 100% in dot-moby right now? Well, you know, uh, the only dot-com that I kept was jeremy.com. Uh, which, of course, is my first name, and uh, purely, I think, half out of uh, narcissistic needs and the other half because uh, I realized that that uh, maybe the most important brand that you can ever manage is is, is your own. Um, so 
managing myself in the business world, it's it's very easy for people to get in touch with me just by emailing me at jeremy at jeremy.com or getting in touch with me on the web. And frankly, now, um, in the job that I currently have, um, you know, my business is pretty large, and I use my own personal website to cross over to communicating with the tens of thousands of collectors that, that there are that collect, you know, the action figures that we sell. Right, right. So you're using the power of the web anyway. Definitely. So um, based off of your um, your great experience in uh, taking a risk, putting you know buying a bunch of domain names, having it pay off all your college loans, and being <laughs> in a pretty vibrant um, toy industry market, and also in the domain business, and having some new insight on some of the new extensions uh, uh, like .mobi, right. what it, what are some of the tips and suggestions that you have for those that are listening that um, that people may not t- think are the obvious, and they could um, you know be very successful at what they're doing with their domain names. Well, you know, I think that I think that my my uh, suggestion in terms of uh, the domain name industry right now would simply be, from a from a dot com perspective, I do believe that for the most part people have um, mined mined the the mines. You know, I mean, if you're if you're going out there and you're looking for uh, names that that are associated with existing industries that may provide um, legitimate long term value, I think that's going to be more difficult. Um, on the flip side, if you try to do that with .mobi right now, uh, there is no short-term uh, benefit from a pay-per-click perspective because there is no, uh, the, the awareness is still building and it's very low right now and in terms of the traffic, it's very low. So my, my tip would be, I would, if you're not involved with the domain name industry right now, if you have money, um, go after the two orders that, uh, that, that exist in high-end PPC Industries, like for instance, um, if you um, if you're in, if you went after a, a credit consolidation type uh, industry or a, or a uh, credit improvement type industry, maybe you could find someone who has a two or three word name that gets five or six uh, click throughs a week, and they're not even uh, doing anything with it, and they have no clue that maybe the name they bought in 2002 could generate a couple thousand dollars a year in revenue. So my, my gut instinct is right now to, if you're in .com, um, to basically go after uh, high-end industries and go after relatively obscure two- or three-worders. Um, if you're in .mobi, uh, my take on it is um, the, the best generic terms have probably been taken um, outside of what's being held withheld by MTLD, which is the, the registry, which, by the way, I think they've done a tremendous job in terms of their rollout of MOBI. Um, so my, my, my take to those consumers is, you know, go to the secondary market and be willing to spend a couple grand on some good names uh, because I, I do believe that long-term, as you see in any market, uh, the great, great premier prime area of the market will separate itself and, and will, will provide tremendous returns, whether it's from someone who's looking to brand uh, within the mobile industry, or it's looking for someone who's looking to benefit from pay-per-view. I mean, pay, pay-per-click advertising. Right, right. Anything else, or just just in general, just in um, in business um, um, that you've learned that would be successful for people that uh, that are getting started in the industry or have been in it for a long time? Um, you know, I would say uh, just in terms of in terms of people who uh, are in the industry right now. Um, the only thing I can say is congratulations for having the foresight. Um, to stick around and uh, to basically um, buy uh, in the 2001 to 
five years um, because now you're sitting on a virtual you know gold mine um, for for those of you who are um, you know potentially interested in investing in a new area like a dot moby um, don't uh, don't allow the, the potential you know um, don't don't allow the the hype of others to make you overspend uh, and don't basically uh, read between the lines when you're hearing someone tell you that it's absolutely not going to work as well because I, I do believe that uh, uh, a directed cons- to consumer approach on the mobile industry uh, where consumers are still learning how to surf the mobile web could potentially result in a, in a true benefit. That's great. Well, Jeremy, we really appreciate having you on the show, and we're happy to have you as a customer and uh, your success uh, in the industry and also in the, uh, in the, in the mainstream world is uh, certainly valuable, and uh, I think you brought all, a lot of good insight uh, for everybody that was yeah. listening. I really appreciate having you on, uh, on Domain Masters, and I look forward to continuing to work with you. Well, thank you very much. It's a real pleasure, and obviously I've been aware of you for a long time, and uh, thank you for all you've done for this industry. I think it's been, uh, it's, it's been very important. Thank you very much. And by the way, just so you know, um, you know we're having the next uh, live domain auction on the 7th of March, and uh, uh, .moby has released uh, some of the most premier names yet uh, to us for uh, auction at that conference. So we are going to be auctioning off names like pizza.moby, eat.moby, uh, realestate.moby, directions.moby, um, loancalculator.moby, um, uh, models.moby, a bunch of great names. So uh, the the .moby list is going to be released uh, uh, in the morning, I believe, and so it's all going to be set. That's tremendous. I think I think realestate.moby is a uh, is potential absolute uh, uh, diamond mine. I think that's that one could that one could change someone's life uh, if they're willing to invest. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a, there's some great. Uh, there's some great domains coming out. Uh, we have 15 of them that they've released to us, and uh, I'd say 10 of them are probably very premier. So uh, it's going to be very good. You can actually come to traffic auction and bid on them, or you can put in a proxy bid for them too. So uh, if you're interested. <laughs> All right. Well, watch for me then. Okay. I certainly will. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Okay. Glad to have you on. Thank you, sir. Thank okay, you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, my special uh, – I want to thank again my special guests uh, – uh, for being on Domain Master, uh, Jeremy Padawar, um, who uh, has reinvested in the marketplace on primarily .moby names. He sees, uh, sees a little bit of the future, and if anybody um, has uh, um, a belief in the market and what happened the first time around when he sold uh, close to a million dollars worth of domain names after the, after the first investment he made and was able to use that money to uh, better himself and better the market and better, um, better, him, uh, better his business. He's now invested in .moby names. And um, also Bob Rains, who we had on, who's on the uh, SEO side and helping the gaming industry with SEO and uh, who we're going to see out in Amsterdam at the um, CAC conference. Just uh, a reminder again, we're going to be broadcasting live from Traffic West in Las Vegas. Show starts on the 5th of, or the conference starts on the 5th of March and runs through the 8th. So we're going to be doing... um, uh, well, our live domain master show will be actually the the domain um, will be the live domain auction on the seventh. It will be broadcasted live right here on Domain Masters uh, on WebmasterRadio.fm, and you can listen to the show live and the auction live. It's going to be about three hours long, three and a half hours long. There's going to be about 300 or 250 uh, 
uh, domain names auction off live, and there's also a silent auction that's running for a week afterwards to the 14th. So we'll have more information about that. Um, we'll continue to have uh, live shows and live coverage uh, while we're at SES New York in April and also AOE and CAC in, uh, in April and May. And uh, we're going to be all over the place, basically. So uh, with that, we'll be live next week with another great show. We're actually going to have the head intellectual property attorney on for um, Microsoft is going to be the guest on the show next week. Um, uh, his name is uh, Aaron Kornblum. He is going to talk uh, to us about uh, what Microsoft's doing about protecting their brand and interests, especially their domain name and their domain um, um, infringing domains and the domains they're trying to go after for their brands. And I'm sure it would be an interesting show since there's going to be a lot of insight on how to protect oneself from uh, companies that are claiming their domain names and also those that are interested in how to protect yourself from registering names that could be trademarked. So we're going to talk to Aaron Kornblum about that and probably have another domainer on as well. With that, I will see you next week live on Domain Masters. Be the master of your domain. I will see you next week. Take care. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.